taking you inside the games we love. This is Bill Roden on Sports. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another segment of Bill Roden on Sports. Um, Cross me with my co-host, great Jamal Murphy. Jamal? Good to be here on a rainy Wednesday. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Just hot off the press, Austin Davis named starting quarterback over Johnny Manziel for the hot Cleveland Browns. So what do you think about that? Is this a game changer, Jamal? It's a game changer for Manziel, you know, in a bad way. And I thought he was just starting to play well um, before he, you know, before he went out and partied during the bye week. But, you know, I, I like Manziel. What, what this guy, man, just telling you, this, this dude, he's been trouble. I mean, this isn't part of our show today. We we're going to talk about Rick Pitino. Although I guess this this can segue right into the Rick Pitino story. Hey, he might have he might have fit right in in Louisville. That's right. Maybe he should have gone to Louisville. Maybe. You know, you know? Um, but, uh, no, man, I think Manziel, I mean, Manziel, Manziel from the time he got drafted, it was just trouble. He was trouble when he was in college. He he had he had trouble written all over me. Just even at the trade. <laughs> yeah, he's a guy. If you looked at the dictionary, trouble. There's this picture of Johnny Manziel. Right. You know, I mean, the, from remember the traffic ticket when he was a you know in, in College Station gets pissed off at the cop. Why are you giving me a ticket? I'm Johnny Football. Right. You know who? I guess it gets. I hate to get in trouble with anybody. You know who would draft this guy? Why are you gonna draft this guy just because he's white? He's gonna bring in some fans or something? No, he was a good. He was a good quarterback, man. In, and in like, college, four, he was breaking four eleven. <laughs> he was breaking all kind of records in college. In fact, the last the last couple of games he actually played for the Browns, I thought he played pretty well. And uh, you know, I, I like Manzo. You know, he's a good scrambler. He's like the white black quarterback. You know? Oh man, <laughs> you said that off air, man. I just want you to say that shit. <laughs> The white black quarterback, man. That, that guy. Anyway, that's. I apologize. That, that's, that, yeah. that, listen, this is real. Hey. This is real. We keep it real here on Bill Ro- hey. Bill Roden on sports, but um, uh, a lot of stuff to talk about. We're going to talk about uh, Louisville's big college basketball game tonight. Right. Louisville playing Michigan State. Right. But um, and then then we're going to talk about uh, Kobe's retirement, his season long retirement, mm-hmm. and then we're going to talk about. Um, uh, Jack Johnson, uh, John McCain, who is going to join us by way of phone, uh, is leading the charge along with Ken Burns, the uh, filmmaker, to get Jack Johnson pardoned for a conviction in uh, 1930, thir- 1913, right. and is running into some opposition. But we'll we'll talk about that. But first, um, Jamal, you you were at the Barclays Center, right? Right. Uh, with Sat- yeah, Saturday night, uh, Louisville was in town. Just for a one-game tournament setting, they played St. Louis, and they beat St. Louis pretty easily in that game. I think, uh, I'm sure, Louisville's still undefeated going into their game tonight at Michigan State, which will be a tough one. But Patino uh, spoke to the media after the after the game, and, you know, he's never really addressed the whole uh, prostitution scandal at Louisville. Uh, for those that don't know, allegedly a former assistant coach, Andre McGee, uh, was basically they're saying he paid for for strippers and sex on campus mm. for players and recruits, mm. according to a book written by a former Louisville escort, Katrina mm. Powell. Mm. And uh, allegedly this happened between 2010 and 2014. Mm. And Patino's never really addressed it. Uh, you know, he's he, he's basically been no comment about it and has talked strictly basketball. But, but on Saturday night, uh, it sounded like he was in a venting mood. So... 
here's what he said. Here's what he said uh, Saturday night after the game. You know, the, the, the shame of it all for me, because I've kept my mouth quiet, the NCAA asked me to do it, and I certainly won't read that book. The thing that I'm disappointed in, because I like a lot of people in the media, I'm somebody who's been media-friendly for a long, long time, is that you're bought into it, you believe it. You know, that, that's the startling thing. Now I've got, you know, 11 women coming forward saying that didn't happen, signing affidavits. You know, everybody just bought it. I, w- I wouldn't buy it for a second. Now, is there some truth in the allegations? I'm sure there are. But nobody, nobody called them to test. You ever said, yeah, it's, it's true. I don't know. I just, I'm a doubting Thomas. So what I'll do is let the NCAA do their job. There's a criminal investigator, let them do their job. But I know this basketball team had absolutely nothing to do with it. They're gone. Um, so, so what do you make? Do you buy it? I mean, he, uh, you know, it's kind of typical. You know, who you who do you believe, me or your lying eyes? But what do you, right. what do you think? I mean, I don't buy it, really. I, I, I buy it in terms of him, you know, I, I, I kind of believe that he didn't know about it uh, specifically. Uh, you know, I, you know this, is a, this type of thing happens. We all, that's the thing that really bothers me about this situation. Uh, you know, if you like Patino or not, you know, to come down on him or like this is the only program that this type of thing happens. We all know that this type of stuff happens in, at colleges as far as recruiting goes, as far as uh, big time sports goes. You know, in this case, uh, escorts were used. In a lot of cases, it's students. It's, it's female students who play that role. So, I mean, to me, it's, it's you know, the type of thing that we all know happens. It's a hard, It I mean, is a horrible it, thing. Do you think this goes on in Michigan State? Yeah, I think it goes on in Michigan State. Didn't, you know, there have been movies about it. Yeah, Blue, uh, Shaq had a movie, you know, turns about, you know, how, how he was recruited coming out of high school. Spike Lee did the movie with Ray Allen. You know, that was a big part of the movie. I mean, this is something that we know happens. So, yes, if it comes to light, you have to do something about it. Don't get me wrong. But let's not act like... This isn't uh, a societal problem, or at least a college basketball and college football problem across the board. But if you get caught, though, I mean, no, I, and nobody, I'm not doubting that. But if you know, if 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 you if you get caught, then you got to deal with it, right. right? I mean, you know. Right. Uh, if, if, but what, well, what 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 should happen? You think? Do you think Patino should be? Let's say, let's say it comes back that you know it can be corroborated by enough people, and 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 we we all agree that something like that happened. And and we are, at the same time it comes out that Patino did not know specifically about it. What do you think should happen to him? Well, that's I mean, play uh, institutions have been there. There's a thing called institution uh, lack of institutional control. Right. Uh, institutions get put on probation all the time. Right. For you know because if you don't know, well, you should have known. You know, and if you did know, then you get on probation. If if this comes back and that and this was happening under his watch, and he didn't know, which is Sort of difficult, and here's the problem with Patino. He's got he's got a prior. It doesn't have to do with basketball. Personal. It's a personal prior. Right, along the same lines, actually. Kind of. I mean, he was in a restaurant, and you know, a woman wasn't his wife, and that right. kind of stuff. But again, the problem is the university president because that president, you know, at the press conference and put his essentially put his arm around Patino, say, "Hey, this is my guy." That's the problem. Right. See, the problem starts. There's a whole level of lawlessness. At the very top, this guy, this president, presented with his presented with his coach's personal behavior. Right. And and again, I think we're all saying, listen, you know, Jamal and Pat. Oh, Pat, I'm sorry, I didn't properly acknowledge you today. 
It's all right. Je- Hello. But, yeah. You guys got right into the breaking news. Yeah. Right. Oh, right. Well, okay. Um, but the, the point, though, is that when this stuff starts at the top, when you've got the president, basically, and I think basically, you know, Rick is making too much money for me to fire this guy because of some personal thing. But the, even if we agree that what you do personally is nobody's business, what you do sexually, if you're married, who cares? Right. But once it becomes, it, it explodes onto the thing and it embarrasses the corporation. Right. Now, that's a problem because you haven't kept your stuff, you know, manageable. Right. And, that, and that's that's one of the issues in terms of what he brought up in terms of the media. You know, you, you guys just jumped on it and believed it. Well, at the same time, we kind of had a reason to going back to his personal right. problems. I mean, right. it's not the first time. So why wouldn't we believe that something uh, a little shaky is going on there? Yeah, so, you know, that's the problem. But, you know, again, I think I, I've gotten so jaded, you know, hearing all this going all the way back to Tarkanian and stuff. Right. You're like, you know, although Tarkanian was never involved, he just cheated. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, it wasn't none of this stuff, man, about, you know, all, well, yeah, there was probably a little bit of this. Cause in, in Las Vegas? In Vegas. Please. <laughs> that, 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 that's really my point. I'm not saying, yes, if, if, it's, if he's found to be guilty or it's found that this really did happen right under his nose, obviously he has to take a big hit for that. But I'm just saying, I just find it hypocritical, all the people who try to come down on him specifically and act like you well, know, really, this doesn't happen. Like this isn't this. Th- this is something rare that that never happens. Or, or you know, you're so the whole the whole ethics of it. Like, oh my God, like this could not. This cannot be. Well, but and I just think the media was just saying we found something. I mean, here's a book, wrote it. Is it true? Right. I mean, I don't think they're saying it didn't happen anyplace else. Said, well, this is my beat, and it happened here. <laughs> right. I'm not, I don't care what happened to UCLA. If I was a reporter at UCLA. I'd ask the UCLA coach, but I'm at Louisville, unfortunately for you. Right. <clears throat> you know, the woman writes a book. Right. She did not, in the book, she didn't say that Patino knew. She just be. She just said she's stunned in so many words. Right. That he didn't know. He gave these loud parties in the dorm with hookers, you know, right. flying helicopters off the, yeah, and and, right. and Rick is watching film. I don't right. know, that just seems, it kind of stretches well, I mean the co- the co- I mean, I believe that part of it. And like you said, it doesn't really matter because he, it's his program he, if he didn't know, he should know, and he should have people reporting to him. Any kind of, or or you made the mistake of hiring a guy who would do that. Well, you know, that's that's your problem. And get also. caught and get and get, <laughs> and get caught. Not be discreet. I mean, you're supposed to be a pro with this stuff, right? But you know, coaches aren't walking around the the, the players' dorms and showing up at their parties. I I I, I don't no. believe that. Well, there was the Iowa State coach who got fired, the football coach, because he was, in fact, showing up at, and, at, at a party. And party. Yeah, he's a football coach. He got, uh, I forget his name. We'll have it later. But anyway, listen, uh, and this is a great thing. It's just the beginning of the college basketball season. Be- we we have so much so, <laughs> to look forward to. <laughs> so much more. And they go, you know, they're, Louisville's a young team this year. Um, he actually blamed the fact that they're not ranked on this whole fiasco, oh, saying see, you know that that the me, that the media, you know, Louisville's always ranked before the before the season, and they're not ranked now because everybody's just thinking about this, the how allegations. Come, how come we didn't get a party? <laughs> <laughs> if, if, you, if you'd have thrown the media the same type of party, you'd be number five well, right we, now. We wouldn't say, yeah. Well, no, but we all you do is, for the media is give us food that happens. Right, right, food, pre game sandwiches. Food, right, sandwiches. Give, <laughs> maybe, maybe that's the problem. Louisville start cutting down on the sandwiches. Right. If you feed the media, I, I shouldn't say that. That's 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 not. Well, he said he, he said he's always been a media friendly guy. You agree with that? He, he, listen. He, 
Rick could be a bullshitter. Let's just be, <laughs> that's, that's what he meant. You know, he could be a big bullshitter. And right. as all these guys, I'm right. talking about from Shashevsky, you know, and bullshit, when I say that, it doesn't mean. In a good way. It, well, it doesn't mean you joke. Every, all these guys, I'm telling you, I've, I've been around these guys for 30 something years. Right. All of Louis Conaseca, Roly Massimino, John, T- all these guys, man, have got, they've got their little shtick. Because remember, right. at the end of the day, they're salespeople. Right. Their job is to get fuckers from Hawaii and, and like. Wherever. To come to your school. In fact, I was, with these schools that have problems recruiting minorities, if you would put basketball coaches in charge of your recruiting, you'd have no problem. Right. You would get students, but, but make sure they get paid. Make sure there's some economic center. You would have more black students at your school than Grambling. If you put an economic and, and put the coaches in charge of because these guys, I'm telling you, man, they talk more trash. They could, they bullshit. They can, man. I mean, that's what they do. Right. That's what. So Patino, if you listen, if you go back and listen to this, listen to them. No, these guys. Are, I mean, that's, it, they're it, all they're salesmen. All of, they're the best. They're the best. I'm telling you, man, they are the best. Now listen, um, we're gonna we take a little break here. Uh, sell something. And uh, speaking of, <laughs> we're gonna sell something. Not we, that though. No. Okay. <laughs> I know. I know we can say anything, but let's let's not go down. Right. Like, actually, we should have her on the show. Yeah, she, right. Uh, she have her on the show. She's, right? she's all lawyered up, but I'm I'm sure hey, she'll man, come on. Know. I've seen it. She's done some interviews. Yeah. Let's let's have her on Bill Roden on sports. Mm-hmm. And you get the unfettered. You can just say say your piece. Right. Right. All right. We'll be right back. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Taking you inside the games we love, this is Bill Roden on Sports. Welcome back to Bill Roden on Sports with uh, Jamal Murphy. Jamal. Hello, hello. I'm, here. I'm here. I didn't fall asleep. <laughs> you got some of this food. I right. you know, just looked enough for one. Though. It didn't look like a particularly big bag. No, not at all. <laughs> That's all right. Wasn't that good either? Oh, you ate it already. Half. Oh, brother. Yeah. Um, so the big news in the NBA is uh, the retirement of Kobe Bryant. Right. Finally. I, I mean, I, I hate to see him go, but nineteen years. Wow. I thought it was twenty. This uh, might be his twentieth year. Yeah, twenty. I think this is his twentieth year. But you know, he he came in when he was like nineteen years old, eighteen, right. nineteen years old. So it's been a really long, incredible run, and um, he just played Philadelphia last night. They they uh, Philadelphia was happy because they beat him. <laughs> they beat the Lakers. You know, wow, how the mighty have fallen. Boy, it's just pitiful. Right, two and fifteen. My goodness, I guess they're going to get another great draft pick. They've got uh, Randall. How? I guess Randall's starting to play okay. I mean, this yeah, is basically Randall's first year. Right. He got injured the first game last year. And, you know, I always liked Randall. He's, he's playing well, strong. He's, he's a yeah. good power forward. Guard, how's that guard playing? I thought that yeah. was a mistake. Yeah. I that mean, was it, a mistake. in retrospect, it was a it was a mistake, especially it's, at least right now. I mean, look at what uh, Okafor looks good, even though he's on a, he's in a horrible situation. Oh, I feel brother. bad for him. But also Porzingis. Porzingis. You know, he looks great. So they well, passed on both of those guys. He, he, he looks he looks pretty good. Porzingis? Porzingis yeah. Yeah, he looks pretty good. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, I, I, t- I tried to tell you uh, in the summer, remember? <laughs> you did? I did. You got, did I forget you, what episode. Did you do it during the show? During the show. Hey, we got to hey, pull that up, Pat. Can we find that show? Pull that up. I, you know, you don't have to do it now, but right. or maybe it's some post, 
post-production. Yeah. I want to hear this. I want to. Oh, because we did the show. Yeah, Everybody we did. We joking. did Porzingis. Yeah. Everybody was joking about his name. Yeah, I said. I said he was going to be good. Go uh, check it. I'll find the episode yeah, number I, for you. Yeah. Okay. For for the listeners. All right. Um, but what what do you think? What, what's what's Kobe Bryant's legacy? Uh, is he the um, all-time all-time best Laker? Is he one of the best uh, twenty-five players who ever played the game? Uh, what's his? What's what do you think his his legacy is? I think uh, he's def he's closer to the, and probably is one of the top twenty-five players to play the game, and I would say that before putting him as the best Laker. I don't think he's the best Laker. I don't think well, he, who's the best Laker? Uh, either Kareem or Magic. Um, I mean, the argument against Kareem is only only thing against Kareem you could say is that he wasn't a Laker his entire career, but uh, Kareem has six. MVPs, five championships. He's the all-time leading scorer. Leading I mean, Kareem doesn't. You know, when, whenever anybody brings up the best, you know, player ever, or you know, it's got to be him. You know, people say Jordan, whatever. But pe- people don't even put big men. Period in the top five, which yeah. is a joke to me. Yeah, which, but I think well, we had Kareem on the show, right? And also, I mean, I put him there just because of his intellect. I mean, oh yeah. I mean, he's written what, what six books. Yeah, if you go complete, two, three documentaries. Well-rounded person. Yeah, it's not even no, close. No, it's not even close, man. You know, but um, uh, you know what, what? You know what do you think? Uh, Kobe fits in. When I asked you about his, his legacy, you know, there was a there was a legal incident. Right. Um, does that? I know a lot of people forgot it. Probably. Then why'd you bring it back up? But you know, right. does that figure into his legacy at all when you look at his his total body of work? Yeah, I think it has to. Um, he's a public figure. That was part of his his life, his narrative. Um, and I have heard a couple people bring it up. I, f- I actually forgot about it. Not forgot about it, but I wasn't thinking about it, you know, at this time with his retirement. But, I, you know, I heard a couple of shows where people did bring it up. So it is an issue. And it was obviously a blemish, uh, you know, to say the least. That's probably an insensitive way to put it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, he seems to some people – have done a good job of getting past that sort of stuff. Um, I think Kobe is one of them. He's done a decent job. He's got a lot of his endorsements back. Right. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think that probably as a competitor, I still rank him as one of the, the greatest competitors of all time. I, it's just too bad that he won't get that sixth ring. Because I know how, how desperately he yeah. wanted to catch Jordan. He wanted to get that sixth ring. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, he's, that's, he's not Jordan. And he's not... He's not, he will not ever equal up to Jordan. I don't think he was ever as good as Jordan. Really? No, I don't think so. I think uh, he always, that was my problem. I, I never was a big Kobe fan. Oh, now it's coming um, out. Yeah, I never was a big, <laughs> big <laughs> I never was a big Kobe fan. Cross out one more guest we won't have on the show. <laughs> but hey, you gotta, you gotta listen to the whole story because I was never was a, a big Kobe fan. I always felt he was, he was a little too selfish on the court and inauthentic off the court because I thought he was basically trying to be Jordan, even the way he spoke, the way he walked. But in recent in the recent past, in the last few years, I have started to like him much more because he's he's become more authentic. I think he's oh, now he's been he's, now he's, he's been retiring. yeah. Now that we want to try to get him on the show, I think he's much, <laughs> he's much more genuine. No, but and seriously, I I like him now. He, he makes fun of himself, uh, and this is the last few years. He just I feel like he's you know he's he's just you know accepted. Who he is, even if he, you know, he, he doesn't, he doesn't, you know, shy away from saying, you know, I want to shoot, and this is who I am, and right. you know, th- you know, this is what I was put on this earth to do. So I, I, li- I like him a lot more in the last few years, and I, and, and I now 
fully appreciate what he's done. I just don't think he's he's Jordan. best shooting guard ever to play. Hmm. That's that's interesting. That, that's that's a debate. Some people will also debate whether he's the greatest Laker or not. Although I no. think that there's got to be Kareem number one. And I put Magic, Magic ahead of him. Magic probably I guess number number two. And then uh, depending on how old you are, some people put like George Mike in there or Jerry West. Jerry West was great. Now he's right. still the logo, right? They right, he's the logo. He's still the logo. But how, how many and how many rings did West have? Well, I think it's only, I think only one. So I think that's where that's what hurts West. That you'd have to put Kobe over him. Kobe has five championships. Uh, Magic has five. Kareem has six, but six. five with the Lakers. I think did he have one with he, Milwaukee? He had one with Milwaukee. Right. In fact, he he put Milwaukee on the map. Right. He came there. Yeah. And, uh, you They've know, never won one. They never did anything. Right. The Oscar came from Cincinnati. Right. So he Oscar had a little won his first. Right. You know, well, Oscar at that point was, you know, nearing the end, and uh, you know, Kareem was. You know, in fact, if you have Apple TV, if you mm. have Apple TV and you subscribe to the NBA, they that you could watch the old classic games. And it's really quite enlightening. If you watch some of those old games, you see Earl Monroe right. back in his prime. Yeah, my father used to uh, rave about Earl Monroe oh, and best. and and uh, Frazier and Clyde. Yeah, those those guys were great. I mean, those, those those guys. But if you if you go back and watch those, you know, certain people are generational people. You can look back, particularly. I think I think Clyde was, but I think Earl Monroe. I mean, you look. Earl Monroe was an innovator. Mm-hmm. I mean, nobody was doing that spin move and all that stuff. I mean, that was just like. Thelonious Monk. I mean, right. he was just something different. Um, uh, well, anyway, but but you know, goodbye to Kobe. Hopefully, we'll get him goodbye. on the show. I mean, you know, he's still. It's interesting though. This season, all right. Yes, we're we're paying tribute to Kobe. He deserves it, of course. But you look at this last year. Was this is this a, a great way to go out? This is. This is he's playing. But I mean, he's averaging sixteen points, shooting thirty percent. Who's going out great though? I mean, I mean, Jordan. It wasn't like that. Goodbye was anything to write home. I think home it was about. a little better than. Uh, I mean, seriously, remember he was he, was, he, he ended up. Um, he was yeah. He was at Washington, right. which speaks for. Itself. I mean, right. Washington before they they got good. I think he still averaged twenty points though. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have to look that up. Yeah, yeah, you may be right. Maybe it wasn't like maybe like this, but if you try to think, I mean, one thing that fascinates me. And you know it'll be interesting. Well, you'll if we're all around when 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 LeBron hangs up. When do you know it's over? You know, right. I mean, right now you look at people like LeBron and all these guys, and uh, when do you know? When does the athlete know it's over? Who else? Somebody else just retired um, or said they were going to retire. I forgot who it was. Was it Darrell Reeves? No, not Reeves. I was never getting ahead of myself. Yeah, who? <laughs> it should be. It should be. Darrell well, Reeves. Yeah, he's still he's, he's is he even thirty? Probably just yeah, thirty. You know, Darrell, F- I mean, football's well, different too, though. Well, it, well, we're getting ready to get to the NFL segment, but man, how bad did Rivas look, man? I mean, in that loss, I mean, Houston, right? it was almost they were going at him. You know, what I mean, yeah. it, it went from we can't even go to where he is. Where is he? <laughs> where, where's Rivas? <laughs> and, then, and then he and then he pulled the uh, Andrew Luck, Peyton Manning. Uh-oh. You're out the next game. <laughs> oh, yeah. Then you have an injury. <laughs> yeah, the concussion. Yeah. No, I, I ingest, of course. We'll see. Um, so anything. Um, other anything else in the NBA, the prima donna? I, you know what I realized because I played football all my life in mm-hmm. college and all that kind of stuff. I think I always thought the basketball players were prima donnas. You know, right. we play, we have our helmets and it's muddy. And yeah. I remember they asked, "What's your name?" Oh, it's number eighty-five because they didn't. You know, yeah. and then you go in the winter time. It's basketball. The guys like the shorts and you know the cheerleaders and the you know. Well, the cheer, you know cheerleaders are football more. more but I know. I think the, I think I think. The, 
women tend to like. Oh yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, players the bas- basketball players are better athletes. Where'd you get that? From? I mean, <laughs> where'd you, know, you get that? From? I mean, I play. I played basketball, so <laughs> I always felt basketball players were better athletes. You know, more more uh, well rounded. You well, know, prima donnas. That's, that's who they are. <laughs> but um, anyway, any, any other major? Oh, um, just before we leave, the Philadelphia with Okafor. Right. What the hell? <laughs> It's He's getting I mean, into. I mean, what, it was in Boston, though. He's getting into fights. That's what you're, you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Explain. I mean, he was in Boston. The right. He was in Boston. The fans were telling the truth. They basically were saying that the team was terrible. Right. And then what happened? I think he. He he's, he's started fighting. Yeah, he's caught on camera. I think two separate fights. I'm not 100 percent on that, um, but there was definitely a video out of one fight I saw a couple of days ago. Then today, I saw another video of him getting into a fight in Boston, also. So I think it was two separate fist fights on the had, same day. On, on the same, same day, and I think he won them both. <laughs> and uh, actually, obviously, he needs to. He they need to watch him. <laughs> and I heard Shushan. they are they have security following him everywhere now. But I, Shashevsky, what kind of thugs are you throwing out there <laughs> down there, Duke? Oh my, yeah. Oh, come on, that, what's that, wrong that, with that program? Those, those Duke products. Now, now, you see, I mean, you, you know, they're painted as choir boys, and then they get to the pros, man. They turn like Darth Vader. <laughs> but I kind of, I kind of, in a weird way, because he's so he's such a laid back guy, and a, and people always wondered about the, his fire and, and at those two fights and I'm like okay maybe this guy will make it what, because you, like Barkley you, because you fired on some five yeah. foot three fans in Boston <laughs> I don't, I don't oh, know yeah, yeah, yeah. wow that, that really proves his toughness hey, hey. <laughs> sign him up hey you never know so oh god well anyway but that you know that I just I couldn't let the moment pass without <laughs> slapping yeah but hopefully yeah but you know what on a serious note he could have been he could have been killed right right Right. You know, and, and for the amount of money that you're making, and, and right. again, I know that we're talking about a 20-year-old person right. who's got tons of money, and I guess you can say that it's a good sign that he actually took it seriously, took offense that somebody said that, you know, said that his team was terrible, right. and he took it personally. Right. I guess or maybe, unless he was talking about his mother. <laughs> right. yeah. You never know. Yeah. You never know. I, you know, I mean, obviously it's not smart, mm-hmm. so obviously he shouldn't be doing this um, and they, you know, they need to they need to watch him. But he's miserable. I know that. I mean, you lose your first. What was it? Sixteen games. Oh, bro, um, he's more, coming from. He hasn't. He yeah, he, he probably lost about a, you know two or three, you know, since high school. Well, you know, he should have stayed in college then. Right. It's be, you know, I mean, right. you can't have it both ways. Right. This is the NBA. This is professional right. basketball. You're gonna lose games. <laughs> right. And you're gonna lose. And then, you know, you lose. You're gonna lose a lot. You're gonna right. fight every yeah. every 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 time you go to road. Now, and now the people know. That you've got thin skin, right? Oh, brother, you know. Wait till he comes to New York. Although New York is kind of the same. Well, I don't know. I, don't know I think he's in, he's in New York tonight. Oh, really? Yeah, I think so. As we speak. Yeah, Okafor versus Porzingis tonight. Oh man! Well, we gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do. We have to. We have to leave. Um, Pat, should we take a break and come right back, or are we we good to go? Okay, well, okay. well, since we don't have another sponsor yet, we, 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 can, we can keep going. We can keep going. Uh, I, where is um, what's this product? Bevel? Right. Bevel, please come back. We really like the product. Yeah, it was a great product. I, I still I still use it, even even though, you know, they're kind of not here. I still yeah, like the they'll be back. Okay. Um, I, I spoke with uh, John McCain, uh, actually this morning, uh, Senator McCain, and he is heading up a very, for the past, since 2004, he's been heading up a very interesting campaign to have Jack Johnson, 
who's the first black heavyweight champion, uh, pardoned for a 1913 conviction. Uh, Johnson was, um, as everybody as everybody should know, and if you don't know him, you should Google him. Right. Though I'm sure if you're listening to Bill Roden on sports, you probably know who Jack Johnson is. The first black heavyweight champion of the world, and probably maybe one of the most controversial figures in American sports history. I mean, this is a guy, there's an album called, uh, by Miles Davis, and simply called Jack Johnson. And at the end of, at the end of the, at the end of the, uh, I think it's the first side, either the first or second side, well, it can't be the third side, one of those <laughs> two sides. But at the end of the first side, it's this really great riff. And then it kind of slows down. He says, I'm Jack Johnson, heavyweight champion of the world. I'm black, and they never let me forget it. <laughs> I'm black, all right, and I'll never let them forget it. And A, it's chilling, although it was, I think it was, um, it was James Earl Jones who said it. It was chilling. And if you've seen um, Unforgivable Blackness, the documentary by Ken Burns, right. it really, I mean, this guy, uh, Ali, Ali once said at the very beginning, um, one of the commentaries, it's, ama- it's amazing that this guy wasn't assassinated. The stuff this dude was doing, and I'm talking about 1910. I mean, this guy, uh, nothing but white women, publicly. I mean, he was publicly cavorting, you know, white women. Which was illegal. Which was, yeah, well, miscegenation, right? Miscegenation was illegal. Right. So this guy is cavorting around, you know, he's, he's, and he's heading with prostitutes. He actually married a prostitute and actually tried to get her to, to stop. <laughs> uh, but before he did that, he, he had crossed state lines with her. Right. And that's when the, it's called the uh, White Slave Traffic Act. It was passed in 1910. The Congress passed the White Slave Tra- Traffic Act, which was, the legislation was designed to stop uh, the proliferation of immigrant prostitution. But like most things in the law, as you know, Jamal, right. it's always used to trip up people right. that you that, that are problematic. Right. That you try, and Johnson was problematic. And <laughs> right. so finally, Kenesaw Mountain Landis, who later became the, baseball commissioner, but then he was a judge, Supreme Court justice. And what he did, he did something that no other white boxer could do. He brought down Jack Johnson. So they got Jack Johnson on the uh, White uh, Slave Traffic Act, which was more popularly known as the Mann Act. And Johnson actually served time. He served, uh, I think, a little more than a year, but he, well, almost a year in prison. I think 10 months. Yeah. But, but anyway, he, 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 he served time, Right. And, if, and he drove up to the prison. He insisted on driving himself to prison. You know, this guy was—he was a care. He was a—he was a, a roused about and all that. But, um, so but McCain, I think, is dealing with the uh, uh, the injustice of it because basically he was thrown in pl- prison because he was black, he was uppity, and he would not let anybody, black or white, tell him how to live. So I interviewed. Um, uh, Senator McCain, he and Ken Burns actually right. are, are trying to lead this crusade. And McCain, McCain is a former boxer. He's a former boxer. I think he boxed at the Naval Academy. Right. So he, you know, he, he had an affinity for him. But I think that um, I asked him. In fact, he asked me a question. We first uh, when I first talked to him, and we started talking to uh, about Jack Johnson, and he asked me a question that I think gets to the the core of the of the unfairness. This is what he said. Don't you think this issue is something about the character of America? Says something about the character of America. And I think that's a very interesting question. Uh, what does this say about the American character? That a hundred years after 
that he this guy is still not pardoned, and apparently uh, um, he 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 petitioned uh, George W. Bush, right? And Bush said no. He petitioned uh, Bill Clinton, who you know pride himself on being the first black president, but then when he got a chance to do something for you know a black person, what does he do? I was just playing, you know. <laughs> so and so two presidents, and now uh, I think they thought that with uh, 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 Barack Obama being the first black president, I thought they thought he, I think they thought they had a big shot. But this is what he what he said uh, when he talked about uh, petitioning uh, George W. Bush from his party. And Bill Clinton. All I can say is that I've been disappointed in all of those presidents and um, why in the world uh, they would use a feeble excuse such as they don't pardon people who are deceased. That was, I think, one of them, right. one of the excuses that uh, the Obama administration, Holder, I think, uh, right. used that. It's just crazy. I mean, I, I, no, the word isn't crazy. It's embarrassing to me. Um, I also ask McCain, what, what strikes me is that here we are 100 years later, and the Jackson, Jack Johnson still seems to be scaring people. So I asked uh, McCain, why are people in 2015 still so afraid of, of Jack Johnson? Uh, is it because people are indifferent? Is it because... Um, they're, they're afraid, uh, or is it uh, a simp uh, simply a lack of knowledge? And this is what he said. Probably a combination of all three. I would hope that it is uh, lack of knowledge, uh, lack of information. Um, uh, you know, I, I would hope that it, it's just that, except for old users like you and me that love the sport, um, really don't know who Jack Johnson is, but it doesn't mean it isn't still, it doesn't, it still doesn't mean it isn't shameful. So I guess the question now becomes, what's the action? I mean, uh, at the end of the day, this, this is going to be a political act. It's not like the Senate or the, the congressional people can take a vote. At, at the end of the day, the Justice Department has to recommend to the president what happens? So I asked uh, uh, McCain, what happens at this point? What happens now? Well, it passed the Senate and it's in the House, and we need to put some pressure on the House of Representatives to go ahead and pass it. And the best way to do that, of course, would be for the president to say, I want this legislation. I want this man part. You know, you and I, one thing I think you and I would agree on is that if there was sufficient publicity, we would want to right this wrong. Right. Okay. If there was sufficient knowledge, would as the average American, if you know that, that an African American heavyweight champion was jailed because of his uh, relations with a woman who, with women who were not African American, you may not like that particularly. Uh, although to most of us it doesn't matter, mm. but even if it mattered, is that the reason to throw someone in prison? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a very powerful line. I mean, no, it's not, and I think why it's so relevant is we've seen so many miscarriages of justice from from him back in 1930 all the way to 2015. Right. When, when we're still talking about the same issue, this miscarriage of justice with police departments uh, shooting unarmed black people. Uh, uh, governments, uh, city governments try to cover it up. Uh, 
Right. You know, and so yeah, I think that uh, I think the part of the problem in, in with with the United States is is not just the racism and the current racism, but we've never really fully addressed racism. We've never gone back. I mean, in other words, the foundation of our country was built on this faulty faulty foundation. You can't build a democracy with you know forty million slaves. Right. And we've never we just keep building or we've never gone back and said, wait a minute, you know what? We've got to do some excavation here. We gotta go back right. and we gotta we gotta reinforce this foundation, make it right. people say, you know what? Screw that, we're gonna just keep keep building on this faulty foundation. And I think one of the things McCain is doing to his credit right. is saying, No, you know what, we've gotta go back. You know, this isn't gonna cure everything, but we 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 do what we can do. You know, we, we can go back, we excavate, let's make this right. Right. And I would and and for you know and for the president, I mean, I, I know enough about Jack Johnson. I mean, Jack Johnson was he was a controversial guy. I mean, there were a lot of black folks that didn't like it because, <laughs> I mean, seriously, right. I I uh, uh, for my book for in Forty Million Dollar Slaves, I did a whole chapter on Major Taylor, who was the first. Uh, he was actually one of America's first stars. He sort of predated Jack Johnson as being one of the first uh, America's first international stars. He was a cyclist. And he was sort of a very formal kind of person. And I, I caught up with his uh, daughter, and I was talking to her about what he thought about Jack Johnson. And he was like a lot of sort of the middle-class black folks who, one level, they were just kind of embarrassed. You know, this guy was like, hey, he was a boxer, right. although boxing was really big then. But, you know, he was driving fast car At a time when black folks were kind of just, you know, just trying not to be seen that much. Right. This guy was driving his bear cat through the street and flamboyant dressing and right. talking trash and, you know, beating up white boxes and not letting them fall down so he could beat them up some more and, and running around with, like, you know, white women and just, you know, I mean, it's the whole thing. And he said, and she said, I remember saying, yeah, well, Daddy didn't really like Jack. I mean, she, he never would have invited Jack Johnson to dinner. But he respected him for the way that he was standing up to white folks and just living his life because most black folks would not do that. Right. They would just, they wouldn't, this guy was basically saying, hey, I've got a big, I'm gonna live, I'm gonna live as large a life as I can live. And I'm not gonna let anybody, black folks, white folks, anybody, tell me how to live my life. This is, 19, this is like 1905 when they were lynching black folks like just for looking the wrong way. And this guy was like saying, you know, I'm black and I'm never gonna let you forget it. Right. And so I think that a guy like Johnson, although he may not have come from the same social strata as Obama, would have really dug Obama. He would have dug the audacity of this young, you know, black kid growing up in Hawaii whose mother was white, whose father was absent, it was absent, an absent African, you know, but who had the audacity to think that I could be the president of the United States. Right. You know what kind of audacity is that? And I think, and I think that Obama, being a sports guy in his heart of hearts, admired a guy like Jack Johnson, somebody little born in 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 the nineteenth century in Galveston, Texas, when there was like a black person, no real shot at kind of anything. I mean, right. I mean, I'm not saying no real shot because people were doing something, but little black kid born in Galveston, Texas, who would become the first black heavyweight champion of the world and who would go through all, break down all these barriers, all this stuff. I mean, it was a tenacity to do that. 
It was a tenacity to do that. Who chased Tommy Burns halfway around the world, finally to Australia, to say to get, I want my shot at the heavyweight championship of the world, and beat the. If you ever saw the tape, it was sanctioned torture. What he did to Tommy <laughs> Burns, it was sanctioned torture. Right. He wouldn't let the guy fall. Right. And what's so funny about it is that all there were all these stereotypes, and you know. White people, well, the, the black people had like weak stomachs and all that, and so, and so, Johnson was a, he would open up his midsection. Hey, Tommy, here, hit me, Tommy, hit me, and, and you, you, if you haven't seen it, go back and watch Unforgivable Blackness, or just watch some of the footage, and of just the way he just tortured Tommy Burns. But but the point is that after he beat that, Jack London, the writer, was in the audience, and he coined the, the, the phrase "Great White Hope." That we need a great white hope to beat this guy, and as and as you know, great white hope is still no, it's still with us, right? We still use it. And, and <laughs> right. what's what, how do we use? I think this will be how do we use the term great white hope? What do we use it to say? To we mean? we use it uh, to take down a black person who happens to be at the top at this particular time, right. and, and you know, like for, it's still used a lot in boxing because boxing is is dominated by black athletes. Um, we use it in basketball. You know, right. People used to call uh, Larry Bird the Great, Great White, White Hope. Hope. Um, and maybe Porzingis is that now. <laughs> Your guy. <laughs> I got him in there. Uh, Even though he's Russian. Yeah, so no, that, I mean, that, that phrase is definitely s- still here today. Hey. And, I, and I think uh, McCain is, is right when he says, um, and, you know, props to McCain, seriously, because it's really uh, surprising that it, it, this comes from a Republican. But, you know, no matter who it comes from, it's, it's the right thing to do. And I think he's right about if this were publicized more, you know, what they're trying to do and what uh, uh, Johnson was was arrested for, you know, if people hear that now, you know, they'd be like, this, that's half, rid- the NBA, yeah, that, half the NBA would be in prison. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. But, uh, but it goes back to what you're saying, too, is that this country, you know, we don't like to go back right. and acknowledge wrongs. Like, that's not, no, that's not something that, that America likes to do. So, you know, it's... it's you know, it'll be interesting to see how this goes. Obviously, I think Obama should do it. Their official, their official thing is from the Justice Department is they don't like to, they don't like to hand out pardons posthumously, right, dead um, because those should be saved for people who can actually do something when they get out to save people who are, are alive and were wrongly imprisoned. So that's their official uh, response. But you know, it's been done in the past here and there. There were so, two. Right. Yeah, there were two. Yeah, I mean, I, I see the argument, but in this case, you're talking about the heavyweight champion uh, of, of the world, and it was just, uh, and they targeted him. They said, and and they weren't just targeting him, you know, uh, after after um, he beat uh, Tommy Burns, and then there was this, this cry for the Great White Hope. The Great White Hope was Jim Jeffries, and they fought in, uh, what was they fight? They, they, they fought for the, uh, the championship. Uh, I believe it was 19, I gotta look at this. They, they fought for the championship, uh, I believe it was 1910. I believe it was 1910. And, uh, and, and, and Jim Jeffries was a great white hope. And it was, again, if you look at the footage, it was the first, well actually the second fight of the century. The first side of the century being Tom Molyneux and Tom Crabbe in England, but that's a different point of history. That was 1810. But, but you know, Jim Jeffries had refused to fight Johnson repeatedly. Refuse, which is another thing, which is, again, I think people like Obama and 
Loretta Lynch and all the black folks who are in these historic positions, they've got, they, they have got to identify with this about how difficult it is to achieve these historic, how hard was it for President Obama to become the first black president? And how hard is it still now? People still are not giving him, any, you can imagine what it was like for Jack Johnson. I mean, right. can you, I mean, I couldn't even imagine what it was like. I mean, he was thrown in jail for traveling across state lines with a white woman. That's all you have to say. I mean, how hard was it? That's how hard. That's how hard. And, and, but, but he was really done because he was, he was bodacious and he defied, he refused to live the life that, that the power structure said he should live. He right. spat in their face. Right. And they said, okay, we're going to, no white boxers can beat you. Well, try to beat the federal government. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. And so I think that, yes, I, I, I see what they're saying about we want to preserve it. But this is a, a, a wrong that's still going on. And I think it sets the precedent that 100 years from now, if we still have to go back into history, we will still go back and excavate because that's what we have to do. We have to continue to excavate to right wrongs. Or else this foundation, this at some point, when you continue to build things on a, on a faulty foundation, at some point, it's going to crumble, and, and, and it's going to crumble. So, Mr. President, <laughs> no, uh, but anyway, but I, I really, uh, I give a lot of props to John McCain and to um, uh, to the producer, Ken Burns, for staying on top of this. And I really would, would, would hope that a lot of uh, people listening to this really uh, turn up the heat because it's, it's just part and parcel of a lot of wrongs across the board. Right. So... That'd be a it'd be a powerful symbolic gesture for sure, and a powerful way for Obama to end his. I mean, I get it. Do it at the very end. I, I get it. You may not want to do it right now. You're dealing with uh, climate change and some, some pivotal things, but it would be great if if the president on the way out said, "Oh, by the way, I'm going to pardon Jack Johnson." That's a powerful statement. And it's really, a, I mean, when you think about it, it's a no lose. Because, you know, as McCain said, you publicize this stuff and you and you talk about and you think about why he was imprisoned. There's no argument. There's no argument for it. Right. Even even the biggest racist now would have to say, yeah, you know. Okay. Let, uh, <laughs> all right. We're sorry. Pardon. Uh, by, by the way, uh, what, what's your, my, my handle, I, I, I notice we don't do this enough, but if you want to communicate with us, my handle is at, my Twitter handle is at WC Roden. Right, and mine is at Black Etologist. Uh, heavy college basketball analysis on there. And Pat, what's yours? Mine is at PJA four seven seven. Yeah, so hit it. You know, hit us up. Don't you know? Talk to us. Let us know what you want to hear. What yeah. you know? Your response to what we're saying, and uh, you know, we'll address it on the air. Right. Who would you like? To, who would you like to uh, for us to interview? Because we can get anybody. You know, <laughs> isn't that right? <laughs> anyway, listen, um, we're moving into my favorite type of the season, the holiday season. So wishing everybody uh, from this point through Christmas to uh, uh, first of the year have a really, really wonderful and safe and peaceful uh, holiday season. Let's find a way to end the violence. And uh, happy holidays, everybody. Take care. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. 
Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.